This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Hello there, craft beer. My name is Joe, and this is the Craft Brews and Geek News micro segment we're calling The Fandalorian. You must reunite it with its own kind. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature? This is the way. And welcome. Today marks the drop of Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, Named the Passenger. So we're going to jump in and start with a short spoiler-free discussion. Then we're going to follow it up with some spoilerific notes. Now don't worry, I'm going to try to make sure to throw up the flags before we enter into that spoiler zone. Donnie and I are going to be taking turns reviewing each episode release, and then we're also going to have a shared discussion for the season midpoint and the season finale. So let's jump into our spoiler-free review of The Mandalorian Episode 2, The Passenger. So it's pretty wild to me how great that first episode was last week. We jumped right back into Mando's world, and we had these generally cool moments taking place throughout the episode. We had a couple of really big action sequences, all these Easter eggs that were kind of peppered throughout, new, exciting, interesting characters, and then this somewhat ominous reveal at the end that seemed to indicate where the rest of the season's going to lead, if not, you know, at the very least, the next episode. So the bar has been set really high from the first season, and then the first episode pushed that bar even higher. So when we come to season two, episode two, or you know, chapter 10, if you prefer, that bar becomes pretty hard to clear. And you start to wonder how the rest of the season is going to live up to that opener. You know, can that show keep up with itself? Well, this week's it seems like maybe. Um, it's hard to tell. You know, this episode was directed by Peyton Reed, who started out directing a few comedy movies early in his career. Um, you might have seen like Bring It On or uh, The Breakup. He's best known for directing Ant-Man and its sequels. So as a result, you've got this episode that's 40 minutes of chase scenes and brawls and shootouts interrupted with laughs and gags. Um, the writer for this episode, John John Favreau, also decided to bring it in a bit more horror. So it's something that pops in now again in Star Wars, but it's definitely not its bread and butter. All in all, this feels like an episode that looks great on paper, but it really came out more basic than we expected. The trade-off is that you do get a ton of baby Yoda screen time. That's something that was really noticeably absent in the season opener. It's really great to see more from him, exploring his surroundings. It's becoming less of what last episode where he was a prop. And this episode, he's a character that actually has influence on the story and the plot. So that was really great. I don't know that it's enough to elevate this episode, though. You know, one of the things that stood out for me from the beginning with the show is that it's like a vivid sci-fi story with this Wild West spin. I can't help but compare each episode to the Golden Age of Westerns, where you see these new spins on stories from like Gunsmoke or Rawhide. Like last episode, I saw one of the characters take this stance, and it immediately triggered a memory of John Wayne and the Searchers. He stood exactly the same way, holding his elbow a certain way. I mean, even the storyboards at the end of each episode are stylized, like this American West landscape oil painting. This episode didn't have very much of that feel. There wasn't really anything that triggered that same response for me like it has in the past. So, you know, am I saying you shouldn't watch the episode? <laughs> no, I think you should definitely watch the episode. I mean, it's not its not like you're going to listen to me anyways. You're going to watch it whether I tell you it's amazing or terrible. All I'm saying is that where Chapter 9 felt like a sprint, this feels more like a morning jog. And you just, you know, just want to prepare you for that. I enjoyed it overall, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Okay, folks, so this is the point where I'm going to wrap up that review and I'm going to jump into that spoiler mobile. But right before I get to that, if you've thought about the episode, have a thought about the episode or a favorite scene or anything you want to discuss, Mandalorian, 
know, hop into our Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group. Put a, put a post out. We love talking about the show. We want to hear your thoughts. So, yeah. Spoilers. They're coming, yo. Pause it here if you haven't seen it. Start it back after you have. Thrice I have told you the spoilers are ahead. You have been warned. All right, here we go. So this episode picks up minutes from when we left Mando and the kid. They're speeding back to Moss Eisley. They've got the Boba Fett armor in tow. We see this group of scavengers set up an ambush that takes out Mando's speeder with a rope. And it's like full on Ewok style from Return of the Jedi. We get a nice brawl. Mando just handles his business. And I love that, that death by jetpack scene. It was, it was a great laugh. Mando ends up returning to Mos Eisley with baby Yoda in a fanny pack. And we see Pelamato hanging out in the Mos Eisley cantina, which is apparently the only bar in Mos Eisley. Um, but he's playing cards with this bug guy that she calls Dr. Mandible. Most of this episode is about an assignment that Mando takes on as a favor to Pelamato. She, he's to taxi a passenger that I've just ended up calling Frog Lady. And he's taking Frog Lady and her jar of eggs to a new planet called Trask, where her husband is waiting to fertilize them and save their species. Supposedly, she also knows the whereabouts of other Mandalorians. The catch is they can't go into hyperspace on the trip or the eggs are ruined, so they have to creep along. Now, since the Razor Crest is not traveling at light speed, these two New Republic X-Wings intercept him like just after he leaves Tatooine. They basically try to pull him over because his ship is old and unregistered. And eventually, Mando makes a run for it. We get this really great high-speed chase sequence as Mando's diving the Razor Crest down to like this nearby ice planet. It turns out he lands the ship on thin ice, literally, and they crash down into a cave. So the rest of the episode is all about them escaping the planet and getting Frog Lady to her planet in time to save the eggs. Now, like I mentioned earlier, we get a ton of Baby Yoda time in in this episode, and a lot of it is in this cave sequence. He's walking, he's running. At one point, he it almost seems like he's talking, and apparently he has a horrible addiction to eggs. At one point, I thought this episode should have been called Stop Putting Things in Your Mouth, Kid. It's a little messed up how the child keeps going into the case and eating frog lady's eggs. Like, that's literally the last of her family, dude. Um, we get their horror element kicking in when the kid starts messing around with these like xenomorph looking eggs they find in the cave. He's, there's all these little white spiders that start popping out of the other eggs and then the bigger ones show up and then this huge mama jama shows up. And now we're back in this action pack sequence of the trio running from the creatures and Mando's like flame throwing them at the same time. Uh, fun fact, these creatures are called Krikna. They originally debuted on Star Wars Rebels. Now, that show was run by Dave Filoni, who cameoed as one of the two X-Wing pilots that show up at the end of the Krikna fight, and they save the three of them from ugly spider death with, like, these crazy accurate rifles, which are apparently standard issue for pilots, you know? But that's when you start noticing callbacks to the episode. Uh, you call you see callbacks throughout the episode to Season 1, Episode 6, which was that prison break episode. It was called The Prisoner. In fact, Filoni's character is the same X-Wing pilot in that episode that blew up Rand Malk's space station. So yeah, there's this whole thing where the pilots are explaining that because Mando helped apprehend the accomplices during that prison break, they're dropping his arrest warrant and they're leaving him with a warning. So basically, Mando gets the space cop equivalent of, all right, we're going to let you off with a warning, but make sure you get your taillight fixed. So, <laughs> so after Mando finishes the repairs... The Razor Crest takes off, and we we end the episode with the tattered Razor Crest floating along in space, like you see in the uh, in the trailer for season two, and it's finishing its journey to Trask. So, as I mentioned before, this episode is filled with action. It's got a bit of comedy, and it's the kind of thing that reads well. 
but it comes off a little weaker on screen. You know, instead of that Western feel, we get more like police chase becoming an alien horror. I can see how fans who are into serialized story and overarching plot would be a little disappointed with this episode because this is just like one of those one shot episodes. It feels more like a transition story that you would see in like a 22 episode season. But the problem is this is only an eight episode season. And then you combine that with the high expectations for the show. And you've got this Boba Fett story that was expected to be explained in this episode. And then there's all that outstanding plot from the first season. So it it just, it doesn't hit right to me. I mean, it's a good episode to be sure, but it's definitely not a highlight of the season so far. Uh, We were pretty short on Easter eggs and cameos this episode. I did pick out a couple of nods though. So the first, uh, you know, we talked about the, the Krikna and we talked about uh, Dave Filoni's cameo. Of course, you also had Amy Sedaris showing up as Pelomoto again. But we also get Richard Iowati back, who returns with his voiceover for Q90. Um, Pelly's Hanger also apparently has, like, the best old droids. They have a, a what is it, a Wed 15 Treadwell droid, I think, from New Hope that's showing up at the end. And then Pelly uses the the pod racing engine to cook the uh, the dragon meat. That's like a nod to Galaxy Edge with the uh, Ronto roasters. So, folks, I I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show just as much as we are. Again, if you want to hop into the Facebook group for Craft Brews of Geek News, this is a topic we all love to talk about, and we'd really like to know what you think. Have a great one, and we'll talk at you in the next one. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.